Assalamu alaikum everybody and everyone welcome to the Arabic with Sam podcast. This is episode three. Is that where we are? Episode three, subhanAllah. Um, and we're talking today about how to build sentences. Um, last few episodes, what, what were they? I'm sure we talked about um, um, maybe nouns or something like that. I know we talked about gender in Arabic and then I recorded the other one at the same time, so it was a little while ago. Um, maybe I'll check on my website right now i've got it open in front of me man i'm proud of this website right now like any of you guys if if, if you guys still haven't enrolled in the arabic in 60 steps program that's the first thing that you should do i'll link it up in the show notes um because i've only got my early bird discount running for next week um so uh check that out inshallah um yeah because obviously that course starts on the first of october so if, if you haven't got anything in place um anything with good structure and support um, for you to learn the Arabic language over the next few months or over the next year, then, you know, make sure you have something in place, which is, you know, it's so affordable. It's 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 basically a steal. Like, it's, it's so affordable. Like, £5 a month or something is pocket change. But um, anyways, what was I going to do? I was going to have a look at what the last episode was. It was nice. So let's have a look at it, inshallah. But um, I hope you guys are all well. hope you've had a nice week. And um, yeah, that was it. We were saying to be in Arabic. So that, that leads us on quite nicely onto... Uh, onto how to build sentences in Arabic, because obviously every sentence that we ever say in our entire lives in English needs to have um, a verb in it, right? Like, and, and a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't realise that the verb to be becomes the word is, you know, like, I, like it's really unhelpful actually that in our primary schools, and I remember explaining this when I used to be a primary school teacher in the staff room once, explaining to staff members that, you know, a verb isn't just a doing word, it's a being word as well, which is why we get confused with the sentence like, if we say a sentence like, the man is tall, you know, like, a lot of people think, well, there's no verb in that. Well, there is. The word is is from the verb to be. And the verb to be in English is a really funky verb because we have, like, the verb to be. But then we say, I am, and you are, and he or she is. And, um, you know, but, but, but it's a verb to be. Uh, which a lot of this lesson we focused around, inshallah, because as I say, we're talking about how to build sentences and how to say sentences and how to recognize them and know exactly what they are. So the first thing to point out, perhaps, is that verbs are of, is that sentences are of two kinds in Arabic. Um, we have sentences which do not need verbs. These are called noun sentences because they begin with a noun. Um, they're also referred to as nominal sentences, I think. Some some grammar books refer to them as nominal sentences. And in Arabic, it's a jumla ismiya, you know, a, a, a literally a, a name sentence or a noun sentence. So that's the first kind, sentences with no verbs. Then the next kind is sentences with verbs. You know, this is called a jumla fi'liya or a verb sentence. Um... Yeah, jumla fi'liya in Arabic is what it's referred to as. So we'll run through some examples and what the differences really are. And I, I think like in my curriculum, I always start with teaching sentences without verbs because they're harder and they lay a better foundation for understanding the nuts and bolts of how Arabic works generally. So so we'll start with that, inshallah. We'll start with the first kind of sentences, noun sentences or nominal sentences or jumla ismiya, however you like to refer to it. And um, so the first attribute of this is that they start with nouns. Right, the grammar books will always tell you that they start with nouns, um, which is true as long as you consider pronouns as types of nouns as well. Pronouns are words that replace nouns. Um, you know, if um, I don't know, so let's say for example, we have a sentence like Muhammad went to the mosque. The name Muhammad is a noun; it's a proper noun. But if we can't use the word Muhammad for whatever reason, we don't want to repeat it a million times in the same paragraph. Maybe uh, we can say he went to the to the mosque. Yeah, instead of saying Muhammad went to the mosque. 
he went to the mosque. So um, so we can replace nouns with pronouns. So you can start sentences with pronouns. You know, you can say, um, you know, an Arabic pronouns like ana, meaning I, or huwa, meaning he, or hiya, meaning she. You can start noun sentences with those. You can start noun sentences with nouns or pronouns or proper nouns. But as long as it's a kind of a noun, then you can start a sentence with those in Arabic. Noun sentences need to have um, what in English you refer to as a subject and a predicate. In Arabic, they call it a mubtada and a khabar. So um, you start with a noun or a pronoun or a proper noun, and then you give us a khabar, what, what, in, Arabic, what in English we refer to as a predicate. But the term khabar actually means news. You know, the terms mubtada and khabar actually translate better to the, the, the beginning thing in the sentence and then the news that you learn about it. And in these sentences... We're just recreating the meaning of the word is. We're saying the something is something. Like, for example, we would say something like the man is tall or um, or the book is interesting or something like that. Though, though that, that's all we're recreating in noun sentences. You know, there's no way of us using nouns um, to recreate other verbs like eating or drinking or or anything like that. Right. So. Or at least not in a sentence, right? Or at least we can't make sentences like that. So we're saying the something is something, or I am something, if we're going to use a pronoun, or um, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's what it is really. So we'll get into some examples. And I think even though the last sort of five minutes that I've been talking has been a little bit theoretical, a little bit abstract, um, it, it's not a problem. As soon as we get into some examples, I think it'll, it'll sort of become a bit clearer, inshallah. So all of these sentences... As I say, they're just creating the idea of the word is in the middle. We're just saying something is something. So firstly, let's have a little look at this first example that I've written down. If I use a pronoun to begin, I say, Anna, I am mudarrison, a teacher. Anna mudarrison. Literally, these two words, the, the subject or the mubtada is Anna. It's just me. I am the thing that I'm beginning the sentence with. Anna is the thing I'm talking about. But the news that we learn about it, the predicate of this sentence is mudarrison, is a teacher. So it would literally translate, the two words would be to I, a teacher. But that that creates the meaning of I am a teacher in it, right? So we'll, we'll have a look at another one with a pronoun. So rather than saying Anna to mean I, if I say huwa, meaning he, I could say um, huwa latifun. You know, rather than using a noun, we can use a, we can use an adjective this time. We can say, he is kind. But literally that translates to, he is a kind one. He a kind one. And then and then through those two words together, it implies the meaning of the word is in there. And then, you know, pronouns are of different kinds as well. I mean, we've only really talked about one kind of pronoun, you know, saying I, you, he, she. But you can also have words like this and that. So if we want to say rather than... Um, I am a teacher. Like the first example I gave, Anna Mudarrison. I might want to give the example of saying, This is a teacher. Say, Hertha, which is a kind of pronoun, saying this. Hertha Mudarrison. This is a teacher. Or if I want to say, This is a book. Hertha Kitabun. This is a book. So you can create these noun sentences with a pronoun at the beginning. You know, it's a kind of noun. And you can write sentences with that at the beginning. The next kind is. Um, you know the, the the one which is kind of more obvious and straightforward. You know if we're gonna if we're gonna start with um, start with a noun, we can say something like el Muslim. You know the the Muslim, el Muslimu qawiyun. You know we have a definite noun. We have something which is the Muslim, and then we're saying a strong, 
the Muslim a strong. And in that mismatch of definiteness, you know, we have the Muslim, which is definite, and then a strong, which is indefinite. In that mismatch creates the meaning of is in there. You know, so al-Muslimu qawiyun literally translates to the Muslim a strong. But in that is implied the meaning of the Muslim is strong. Another example, al-Jundiyu tawilun. Al-Jundi means the soldier. Tawilun, a tall, like the soldier, a tall. And in that mismatch indefiniteness is how we create a sentence. We create the soldier is tall. Because if we had agreement indefiniteness, if we were saying the soldier, the tall, it would just mean the tall soldier. That would be what we call a phrase rather than being a sentence. You know, and then, you know, you, you can. So we've talked about creating them with pronouns, right? You can say, we can say what what literally in English sounds like, which literally sounds like I, a teacher, or this, a book. And then we can use normal nouns and adjectives like the Muslim, a strong, meaning the Muslim is strong, or the book, a interesting, meaning the book is interesting. But then we can also recreate it with with um, prepositions, you know, prepositions. If you're not sure what prepositions are, the clue is in the word positions. Um, you know, it's to do with things being on or with or by or in or upon, you know, th things like that. So if we, we can use prepositions as well to create, um, we can imply the meaning of the word is to create a sentence. So we can say something like, The man in the village. You can say, الرجلو, the man, في قريتين, in a village. You know, that literally means the man is in a village. Right, like we, you know, when, when we use when we use words like that, we put a preposition between those two words, it, it implies the meaning of is in there. You know, another example perhaps is Muhammadun ma'a Abi Bakr. You know, Muhammadun, that's the subject, that's the mubtada, that's the thing we're beginning the sentence with. Ma'a Abi Bakr. You know, he's with Abi Bakr. Muhammad is with Abu Bakr. You know, and in, in this case, you know, a lot, a lot of the time students come to me and they say, you know, sometimes I hear Abu Bakr, sometimes I hear Abi Bakr, and then sometimes I hear Abba Bakr. But the reason for that is, you know, Abu and Abba and Abi is a word that reflects its case um, with the long vowel rather than with a short vowel, you know, and because, um, you know, a word that comes after a preposition will normally have a kasra on the end. That's how it normally reflects its case. We would say fi qaryatin, in a village. But with the name Abu, with the word Abu, meaning a father, um, you, you, you rather than putting a kasra on the end, we can't say like Abwi. We can't say Abwi Bakr. Ma'a Abwi Bakr. <laughs> you, you can't do that, right? So you make it Abi Bakr. And that's why you do it, right? It's just because the, the, the word Abu reflects its case with a long vowel rather than a short vowel, like word, like nouns usually do. Okay, nice. So I'll just run through those examples again before we, before we move on to verb sentences. So I talked about how we can create noun sentences beginning with a pronoun, saying like ana mudarrisun, I am a teacher, with a pronoun like hada, meaning this, hada kitabun, this is a book. I talked about how we can begin sentences just with a normal noun. We can say al muslimu, the Muslim, al muslimu qawiyun, the Muslim is strong, or we can say al jundiyu tawilun, the soldier is tall. And then lastly, we talked about using prepositions in there. We can say, الرجلو, the man, في قريتين, in a village. Or we can say, Muhammadun ma'a Abi Bakr. We can say, Muhammad is with Abu Bakr. 
very nice okay we're about 12 minutes in now so that's that's quite nice timing so we'll move on to verb sentences inshallah so um verb sentences are far less abstract they're much closer to our verb our sentence creating experience that we have in english because we always need verbs in our sentences you know in english if we ever have if we ever have a sentence, but it doesn't have a verb in it. It's not a sentence. So verbs and so sentences in Arabic that have verbs in have a different order to ours. You know, in English, if we have a sentence like Allah created the earth, you know, Allah created the earth. We have three components of that sentence. And, and you almost always have these three components. You have a verb or the doing word or the being word. You have the thing who's doing that verb. Right. In this case, Allah is the one doing the creating. And then we have a thing which has the verb done to it. You know, we call that the object. Um, and in this case, it's the earth, right? So we're saying, so we're saying Allah, we start with the subject, created, then we have the verb. And then we have the earth, the object. So in English, in English, we say English is an SVO language because we begin with the subject. We know we, we're talking about the one who's doing it. Even if we're saying, I am cooking eggs, for example, like the I am the subject, right? The cooking is the verb that comes next. We have S, subject, verb, and then we have the object, the eggs that I'm cooking at the end. So if we talk about that example with, with the Allah and the creating that I was talking about a second ago, we'd start with the verb, okay? The verb he created is khalaqa, khalaqa. So we'd have khalaqallahu al-arda. So, I mean, you know, most Arabic teachers will take it very personally if students say things like, oh, why do we have to put harakat at the end? You know, why, why, why do we focus so much on cases? Well, we focus on cases for this reason. Subjects take a dhamma. That's how we know that. That's how we know in this sentence that that Allah is the one creating, right? If we say khalaq Allahu, Allah is the one doing the creating in this sentence. But if I were to say khalaq Allaha, astaghfirullah, that would mean he created Allah. You know, if it has a fatha, that means it's the, the object of the sentence, the thing that the thing that the verb is being done to, rather than the one doing the verb. So what we would want in this sentence is we'd say Khalaqallahu al Arda. We'd say we'd say created Allah the earth. Khalaqallahu al Arda. Very nice. Okay, so we'll come on to another one. Uh, another nice little sentence we'll do. Uh, this one means the Imam taught Arabic. Yeah, so we need our verb first, right? Our verb sentences always start with a verb. And the verbs have to be used in the right tense, obviously, and with the right person. You know, in, like like with this, obviously, in this sentence, al-imam is a man. So, the, and we're talking in the past tense, okay? So the verb has to be past tense, has to be masculine. So we're saying darasa, not to be confused with darasa. Darasa, the form one, the simple form of the verb, means to, means to study, darasa. But darasa, the form two, means to make somebody else study. Or to, or to teach. So we'd have darasa al-imamu, if the imam is the one doing the teaching. Darasa al-imamu al-arabiyyata. Yeah, in, in Arabic, you would never finish the sentence by saying al-arabiyyata. You'd just say al-arabiyya. But um, for the sake of the grammar, to make it clearer, the way that you would write it, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it with the fatah on the end. So that's how we know that it's the imam who's doing the teaching. Because we have a dhamma on it, right? So we have darras al-imamu, the imam taught al-arabiyyata, or al-arabiyya, you know. The, the imam taught Arabic. We move on to a last one, inshallah. Um, you know, this will be the last one for the day. Um, you know, we have the verb kasara. We'll begin with kasara, which means to break, or to, 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 yeah, to break something is a good translation. So kasara, 
Kasra Ibrahimul Asnama. So Ibrahim is a name that most of you probably recognize. Um, Ibrahim is just the name Abraham, right? And also Ibrahim also has a Dhamma on the end to show us that he's the subject, right? So Kasra Ibrahimu. So Ibrahim broke Al Asnama. You know, Al Asnam is the plural of the word Sanam, which means an idol. So Ibrahim broke the idols. Um, so those sentences, they're all, that's how we do sentences. That's how we do verb sentences in Arabic. You know, we have a verb, a subject, and an object. Arabic is a VSO language. And, um, you know, although there are some exceptions, there are some cases in Arabic where you can word it the same way, which um, which we do in English. If you do that in Arabic, if I was to say something like, Allah, Allahu khalaq al-arda. If you were to if you were to do it do it like that rather than do it the usual way verb subject object in Arabic you do it for a reason you know you might do it to put more focus um, to put more focus on on the subject but conventionally that's not the way that you do sentences in Arabic although as I say it is possible so all of those sentences that we've done one thing about them though is that they're all masculine you know Allahu you know that's Allah created that's masculine Imamu the imam taught, that's masculine. Kasara Ibrahimu, Ibrahim broke, that's masculine too. So um, l- l- let me just say if, um, let's just change one of them into the feminine maybe. Let's say instead of the imam, let's say the, the girl. Let's say the girl taught. So darrasa, darrasa is how to say he taught. But if we want to make it she taught, we just add a ta on the end. Darraset. So you can say darraset il bintu. You know, the, the girl taught al arabiyya or if we were going to say, um, rather than Ibrahim broke the idols, if we'd say Maryam, we wouldn't say Kasara, we'd say Kasarat Maryamu al Asnama. You know, so that's how we do verb sentences with both masculine and with feminine. So um, we'll end it there, inshallah. We've done quite a lot of examples. I mean, I think we've I think we've got about ten. Um, 10 examples of sentences that we've, that we've got there. I mean, or, or more. I mean, I think we've done five altogether of verb sentences, six or seven of noun sentences. So obviously, you know, as always, if you have any questions, um, please put them in the comments. If you're if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube, then put it in the comments, whatever other platform you're on. If you want to get in touch with me, do so. Arabicwithsam at gmail.com. Um, if you do want a structured program, you want to come on board with me, um, you know, for my program this year, then I do have a huge early bird discount. I'm still running into the 1st of October, so make sure you come on board for that, inshallah. I'd really like to have you on board because there are still spaces. So um, that's it, you know. Don't don't go don't go without um, letting me know if you need help. Obviously, I'm here. I make myself available. I put out free content for you guys to let you know that I'm here. So no, no, nobody in the world should be sitting there with questions about Arabic unanswered because you know you've got your brother sam who you can get in touch with and uh, and i'll answer your questions for you inshallah so i look forward to hearing from you guys have a really nice day and i'll catch you guys in the next episode assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu